All right, everybody. Coach Juan here with another episode of PE and Health Beyond Fitness, a podcast about uh, physical education and health. Uh, this is the first time I'm trying a live video on YouTube, so hopefully it's going to be uh, all right, and well, hopefully it is running how it's supposed to run. Yeah, I see the timer running and all that. Perfect. All right, so. First, uh, as, I, as I always start, I want to thank all those of you who have subscribed or watched videos. Uh, and uh, just I want to encourage you to keep doing that. Uh, I would also uh, encourage you to participate. As I keep saying, make comments about what you think about what I say. Uh, it is important because, again, I want to create a conversation. This is not necessarily, uh, um, this is part a philosophical conversation and asking why's and having you know back and forth is very important to to come to a better understanding of what physical education and health is and although i did study physical education i have a degree in it and i've been working in this field for many many years it does not mean that i know it all uh and perhaps your point of view can also teach me something uh, so it is very important so let's participate and you know again like share this with your friends and family and in your social media and make comments um, and this is uh on youtube and health beyond fitness but then uh later uh today i will post this uh also on uh on anchor which is a podcast audio podcast uh app that you can download and subscribe you can also find my podcast on google podcast uh, uh stitcher i think uh, uh most uh, uh, mainstream podcast uh, uh, apps that are around there. Okay, so well, let's begin. So today I want to talk about my preference of, uh, of uh, physical education over fitness training uh, or, or, or personal training, I would say. So as I've mentioned, I've been a physical educator for around 16 years. In fact, I've, I've I am currently taking uh, continuing education courses for uh, for my uh, license, local license of physical education. And one of the, the reasons I've always told people, uh, colleague trainers and coaches and all that, people who always take just the training approach, I'm always saying that I am an educator, that I am not a trainer. And one of the reasons is that the education approach takes sometimes or most of the time, yes, it is the hardest uh, uh, path and it is the longest path and it is the, uh, uh, the most complex path, but leads to better results. Not just physically, you know, as, as in aesthetics, but also, uh, you know, for the rest of life in the clients and in the, in the students, okay? Developing deeper understanding and insights and, and physical literacy, you know, developing people and, and helping people understand the, the hows and the whys, see the philosophy, all of those things, uh, and the hows and the whys of them doing certain exercises or why changing exercises or why ex, a certain way of eating certain things and so on. Uh, on the other hand, then, I have uh, uh, I've seen after again 16 years doing this i worked at gyms i worked at schools i used to help people build gyms uh, working for a uh, 
international uh, fitness equipment company. We used to consult like literally in all of the aspects of building a gym from the, uh, the infrastructure. I, I was the, uh, in charge of sales, but I would uh, also design uh, the different areas and sections in a, uh, either in, in part and AutoCAD programs and, and VCO and things like that. And I've always seen since I started working in, in the fitness industry and gyms, more specifically in fitness studios, that trainers take the short step. Um, I'm not saying that trainers are bad. Let me make this clear right now. I'm not saying that, I, that personal training is bad or wrong. I'm, perhaps my, my view is that we should take an educational approach first, making sure that people know not necessarily how to move. I mean, that's very important, how to move properly, the proper mechanics of an exercise, but also the why of that exercise, not just the why in general, but the why for that person. And when we modify an exercise for a person, then the why, why is that, why are we modifying that exercise for that person? And how we uh, help these people um, understand, not just in a factual way, but in an intuitive way, how to keep engaging in physical activity and exercises when they're not under our tutelage or under training or our, our teaching. And that's, that's I think, the, the great difference and why I'm always leaning towards I am a physical educator. Even when people want to hire me as, a, as their personal trainer, I'm always saying I am your physical educator. I mean, your personal physical educator, I am not your personal trainer. And I'm always looking for a way to educate people on that. I've, uh, um, as I mentioned, I'm taking a continuing education uh, on, so I can take my, my local physical education uh, license. And it is very interesting because in one of these continuing education, one of one quote that caught my attention that I want to share with you uh, is about opportunities, right? And if it, it says this way, I took notes. I have a little notebook here. I took a couple notes. So it says that teaching, right, or education is not, or the aim of teaching and education is not to produce learning, meaning that I cannot put learning in your head. I cannot make you learn, uh, but to produce the conditions for learning. Okay. And that's something that at, at least in my experience, uh, it was very little, uh, very few times in which either gyms or fitness studios that I worked, the opportunities were provided. It was, this is the pro the idea those places is, in, in those places was just, you know, this is the program, this is your workout routine, this is what you're gonna do, come here with me, let's go around, let me show you what to do and tell you what to do and how many times to do it and that's it. And there was never, very few times, uh, uh, you know, sitting down with a client and explaining the work, the, the program and explaining the hows and whys of the exercise and, you know, making assessments in a very intuitive way instead of just, you know, all right, give me, you know, as many push-ups as you can in a minute and then we'll compare it with this uh, table here and if it says that you're wrong, then you're wrong. And versus sitting down 
with the client explaining why do we do the, the push-up assessment and how does that assessment apply to their practical living. Personally, when I work one-on-one -on -one, um, and even with my online clients, I don't I don't ask for push-up tests. It's very, very, uh, uh, I would say that very, very few times I ask for that. It's not that I don't do it. In fact, push-ups are my favorite exercise. It doesn't mean that I'm not doing push-ups all day, every day. Uh, but if, let's just say that a person, uh, me having the experience of, of working with physical therapy and rehabilitation, if I have a person with uh, serious back issues, or let's just say a stroke patient, or a person uh, who have just who just had a uh, a knee replacement, joint replacement, how does how do push-ups apply in there, right? So I I'm, and, and I take the time and sit down with the with the client or the student and explain the how and why. Um, I, I do that because it's happened to me before that uh, when I started taking a more educational approach because I was the trainer, where uh, I was that trainer in the past, uh, just like many others are and still are, that, you know, well, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to tell you what to do. You shut up and this is what it is and, and that's it. In fact, I'm going to set your goals for you. And that's, uh, I think it's the wrong approach. So anyways. When I started changing that mentality, I would skip certain assessments. Like if the person just wanted to run a little faster, then why would do push-ups again, for example? Why would we do push-ups? And they would ask me, uh, and they would say, well, every other trainer does push-ups. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, well, yeah, but you don't need it for running, or you don't need it for swimming, or you don't need it for, push-ups technically are not necessarily the most practical exercise. So why do an assessment there? And I started doing assessments on like how you stand up from my chair. Um, let me see you walk and see your posture and see your, your, your gait patterns and see maybe if you have uh, uh, like mobility issues and let me see how would you lean forward and pick up something from the floor versus doing always the traditional type of assessment just because the personal trainer certification that you took or that we took that's what they stipulate and that's what it has to be done. What has to be done. Um, kind of like lost track here. So anyways, yeah, I mean, what? I, to my understanding, what happens is that in education, again, we create opportunities. Uh, we like to test, we like to help our clients or students explore their physical, their bodies. Like how do you, I'm always asking, how do you feel here and there? Does that feel good? Does that feel bad? Um, uh, how about this exercise? How do you think you can make it easier? And sometimes people get confused. They're like, well, I hire you for to tell me what to do. And, and, and I've been told that. And I always reply, yes. But what happens at the moment you're not training with me anymore? Then you will not know what to do because I was always telling you. I was never teaching you. So I'm always asking this question, how do you think you can change that exercise? Is that important? And why do you think you need to change that exercise? Because what, what we're doing with that is we're trying to help the client or the student internalize uh, the, the meaning of that exercise, the, the purpose of the exercise, the purpose of that person exercising in certain way or ways. By the way, same thing, same thing happens, uh, happens for, I'm sorry, 
with nutrition and diets and things like that. I mean, one thing is me telling you what to eat. And that's something that is happening a lot. That's something that uh, in the research for my book, I've been finding that that's most likely the approach that everyone is telling is taking now. All right, tell me what to eat and tell me how to eat it and, and forget about how I feel and, and, and what I think about it. Even if, even if I don't like it, I'm going to eat it. And I think I, there should be a more educational approach in that too. Again, for with the main goal of developing an intuitive way of eating and thinking and exercising and, and, and acting uh, in our clients and in our uh, students. But we have to create consciousness about this as professionals. If you are a coach or a trainer or a physical education uh, educator, we need to develop that consciousness so that we understand that we are not being biased by this think way of thinking of, well, I'm just, I'm, I just tell what to do instead of teaching because that's the only way that we can come out of that box, right? And, and really teach. So in, in, in my opinion, what happens is that in, in training, we tell, I tell you what to do. And in teaching, in education, we create again, conditions for learning, learning different things again. Maybe I, I, after an assessment, I will ask a client or a student, all right, let's try a, a longer stride. And I would explain why, and I would create different conditions for that person to do it. I've taken uh, people, for example, who have difficulty walking and I will take them to walk in the grass, barefooted, for example, just to have a little more neural uh, stimulation to force them lift their legs a little more to change conditions and again create a different opportunity so that that person can integrate what they have been learning before and I have found that by just telling them to do it it's not necessarily the approach sometimes it doesn't even work at all um, I would say that the concept of training is uh, attached to the concept of or the idea of the quick fix, okay? Uh, normally, at least in fitness training and in business training, I know, uh, I have a, a, a double MBA in, in business management and marketing. And, you know, while I was working in the, in the, in the business world, it was just the same, you know, you take a training and there is no actual education. It was just sit down there, this is what you gotta do, these are your pointers, this is how you deal with it, these are sales, these are marketing, and that's it. And then you deal with it. Well, you take your time to internalize it. But sometimes there is things that you that you don't know. So there should be again a, a, a more educational approach. Um, and and even more when it has to do with health. Our health is not just something that we can play with and and say, well, you know, I'll I'll I'll, I'll just play with it and see what happens. Uh, because sometimes that can lead to be really, really bad things. I think that we are that training. And again, I'm not saying that training is bad. Again, I'm saying that perhaps at the beginning, we need to take a more educational approach, uh, which is not happening. That training has created this loop. 
in people's mind to the point that no one knows what to do. Um, a, a loop that prevents change, not physical change, but intellectual and, 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 and psychological change to the point that you internalize and you create wisdom and you create insight, uh, insights and you start acting on your own. I was told, and that's very important, I was told one day by a former employer that's very, I was, I was, I came home almost crying. The employer told me, because I was talking about, uh, after a, a group class, I was talking about um, education and physical education and, and whatnot, and the importance of taking an educational approach in health. And he told me, in private, of course, that we cannot, that we cannot create programs or exercise programs or any program, whether it's nutritional or whatever, to make people think. He said that we cannot create programs to make people think. To why I replied, well, but we are educators. Even if, if you want to take the title of personal trainer, that's awesome. You want to take the title of lead master chief personal trainer, that's awesome. But you're still educator and you're supposed to educate. Uh, and I know where he's coming from. It was coming from the business side. You know, when I get people, and that's, that's something I studied in marketing. When you, unfortunately, when you create an environment in which people are thinking and, 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 and realizing things and, and internalizing things, they tend to make decisions on their own. And perhaps that's not what this person was looking for. So he was more on the business side. He was not on the helping people side. And that's very important. You got to understand, we have to create this line in which we, yes, we want profit and we want to make money because everyone needs money to live. But at the same time, we got to make sure that we're not selling our soul to the devil, so to speak, right? And saying, well, just, I just, I need money and, you know, to hell with everything else. And to my understanding, the educational approach then deals to some extent with that um, because it keeps the educator focused on the house and why and all that. I took a few notes later uh, uh, a while ago on training versus physical education. Uh, and I, one of the pointers that I took was that, that when we, and I'm going to read it here, when you are train there is no insight or like deep thought process as why as of why is such practice important as far as i've seen trainers only touch the surface of the real importance you know and uh well and, and sometimes not even the surface uh, uh lately everything is aesthetical and lately everything is well you know why do i do this exercise well let's do this exercise to pump your biceps or to get a tighter ass or to get leaner but that's not an important thing that's not the importance of exercises that is not the main goal of exercising as i've been saying in previous uh, previous episodes of, of the podcast you can be uh, you know a person that is heavier than someone else and you can function better and to all in, in, in all aspects in general you can be healthier um, having m toned muscles having certain amount of body fat percentage 
specific amount of body fat percentage. Of course, yes, there is a higher correlation of, of problems if you have a higher body fat percentage. But weight will not necessarily have a, a specific, like meaningful impact in anyone's health and life and functioning. Um, so that's, that's very important. I think that, uh, again, talking about the why, I think that in training, there is no physical definition uh, for the individual about why about why we exercise, about why health, I mean, why is health, again, the hows and whys and whats, the philosophical part, and we all need to do that. Um, um, there's no digging dip, deep, I'm sorry, into, into the concepts of health. Um, and one of the, one thing that happens, I, I think one of the reasons that is that, and this is something that I've been thinking a lot, most, uh, uh, certifications and, and, and like personal trainer certifications and, and diet certifications and all that, they are also focused on making money. It is a very competitive world. I understand that. And they so focus on, on making money that the information they're providing, it's, it's so limited that the person who takes that ex exam or test and, 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 and well, right, education, short education, you know, they, they just have to pass the test and that's it. Um, that was Harvey having an argument, not an argument, a conversation a while ago, years ago with a doctor, and we were talking about that, and he said, well, you know, anyone can be a doctor. You could go to Harvard, you could go to any, any famous, prominent medical school in the world and graduate from it, and that does not mean that you're going to be a doctor. It means that you will have the title, and that's it. And that, it brought me back to uh, uh, something that my sensei, my, my karate sensei said again many years ago. He mentioned that anyone can be a black belt in karate. You just have to pass the test. However, are you a black belt? Can you integrate the knowledge that you've learned uh, uh, through all of these years of education and training? See, I said training, but again, first education, then training. So I, I think that's my view. And in, in terms of why I prefer education, the educational approach before a training or approach. Okay, I rather help that person understand things about themselves, about why exercising, about how they exercise versus how I want them to exercise. Uh, and again, I will apply. We can apply it with, even with nutritional advice. I I'm always trying to help people to learn how to cook versus me telling them or like creating foods for them. I'm always trying to help them understand that if they don't like certain vegetables, they don't have to eat it because, you know, a magazine said that that specific vegetable will give you, you know, longevity. Those are like, for example, health, longevity, uh, um, happiness and things like that are pretty complex things that, you know, by just eating one thing, they're not necessarily going to change for the best, for the better. In fact, if you eat something or if you do an exercise that you don't like, you will you will not be happy. You will feel forced and you will feel obligated and then you will feel frustrated, which leads to stress, depression, anxiety, and things like that, and to quitting and hating exercising. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna cut it here. Um, Tell me what you think about this. Tell me what you think about 
uh, training versus education and and let's have a conversation all right well that's it guys have a great day and that was coach one well this was coach one with pe and health beyond fitness